that verse 13 of chapter 10, which we just read, for all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That comes from the prophecy of Joel. All in Joel means all Israelites. All now means all human beings. So you see how he's opening up these texts. You see what I mean? Those texts were written for the whole human race, folks. That's what he's telling them. And now we have this beautiful part. But how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Now, this is this way of preaching, engaging the people, you see. But how will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? But how will they preach unless they are sent? You see, his, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad news of good tidings. You know that text. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. You have a song about that. Uh, and so, uh, it's a blessing on the feet who brings good news. And what does he say? Adonai Malach, your God reigns. Your God is king. Or God is king. You see? He's saying, you see, uh, you're all going to be brought back from exile. This is Isaiah 52, and it's a, it's a prediction of coming back. So the good news is salvation. But not just salvation from Babylonian captivity. Salvation from eternal captivity. You believe in Jesus and give your life to him, and you're on the way to eternal happiness. You have to live by it. You just can't say it and then go ahead and do your life, you know. But um, you have to change. But that's what it means. You see, to confess with your mouth means you're committing your whole body person to this. Okay. But not all have heard the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who believed our report? That's, that's Isaiah 53, 1, where he's starting this text about uh, the suffering servant. You see? He grew up like a sapling. He was misshapen. We turned our faces from him. It was our sufferings and he bore them, our sins. And that text. Who believes us? And so by just evoking that line to people who know the Bible, he's saying, you missed it. That Jesus who looks so ugly and beaten up and a failure on the cross, he's the Savior. That's where God shows forth his justice. He's faithful to his promise. And now he's able to make us all have a good and the right relationship to him and be just. Who believed our report? You see what it means in this context. So, people who know the, the Tanakh, know the Old Testament, they're following these arguments because they're putting all these texts back in their context. We have people do that. Uh, unfortunately, not many Catholics know the Bible that well, but a lot of Protestants do. They hear that line... It rings because they, they know the context. Well, we're getting better, folks. We're getting better as the priests preach more from the Bible and people are encouraged to read the Bible. Uh, they are getting better with the Bible. That's why that whole synod was on the Bible, on Verbum Domini. And uh, after having given that one, the next synod is on evangelization. If you've got something to say, go out and say it. But first, have something to say. Study, read, pray. Let the Word of God penetrate your mind. That's what he's saying.
Okay. For faith is from hearing. Somebody's got to tell you about this, you see? Hearing from the word of Christ, not just hear anything. Hear the word of Christ. But I say, have they not heard? On the contrary, their voice goes out, he's quoting again, their voice goes out to the entire world and their words to the limits of the earth. Now, what is he quoting there? you recognize that? That's Psalm 19. O Lord our God, how wonderful is your name in all the earth. And it starts to talk about the heavens. And you say, well, now, just a minute. I mean, the heavens are not the apostles. The apostles are not the heavens. Um, well, first you have to know how that was understood among the Jews themselves, you see. It's all of nature proclaiming God, you see. Um, whoop. Okay. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day pours out word to day, and night imparts knowledge to night. Okay? Um, through all the earth, their voice resounds. What? What's that? You see, right after this comes all this section about the, the sun. He pitched a tent for the sun. He runs like a giant to run his course. It's the wonder of creation which reflects the wonder of the law. Because starting in verse 8, the law of the Lord is perfect, huh? refreshing the soul. So this, the heavens declaring the, the, the glory of God, that's declaring the, the glory of the law. Because it's the same word that made the heavens and made the sun run like a giant across the sky. That's the same word that's talking to you. And that word is the law and it's perfect. Did you follow that? You see the way they're thinking. And so now he says, you see, their voice goes out to the entire world and their words to the limits of the earth. Not the Torah, but the preaching of the apostles, which is the fulfillment of the Torah. It's not another law. It's not something else. It's the full flowering of the Torah. And the apostles are out proclaiming it. You see? So, They've heard. But I say, did not Israel understand? Then first Moses says, I will stir you to jealousy through a non-people. By a senseless people, I will stir you to anger. Now, the, uh, the, the Hebrew text says, I will stir them, meaning the people. This is important, you know. When I was working in Israel, and we had a, prayer group of Palestinians. I said, one of your jobs is to love each other so much and to love the Jews so much that they say, what have they got? Jews are very very perspicacious. What have they got that we don't have? They got this love, they're even loving us. I could tell you a story. We were having an interview and this young Baptist preacher, Palestinian, was talking. And there was, in the back row, there was a whole bunch of uh, Israeli newsmen and the toughest looking of the crowd. He had an open shirt and a big hairy chest, a gold chain, and one of those gold teeth. You ever see them? Those twisted gold teeth? They wear them all the time over there. And he's smoking one cigarette after another. So the fellow finishes. He's, I said, man, this guy's going to give this kid a lot of trouble. I was sitting right next to him, the tough guy. And um, he says, he holds up his hand. He says, um, you want to kill me, don't you? That's often a first question. 
You want to kill me, don't you? The young Baptist leaned over and said, Brother, before I knew Lord Christ, all I wanted to do was kill you. But now that I know him, I want to tell you, brother, there's room for both of us in this land. We can live together. And this great big tough guy just burst out crying. You see? That's what he's saying. You see, the voice goes out. What's the voice? The love of Christ. Not I'm right, you're wrong. I'm just as wrong without the voice of Christ as you are. Okay? So I will stir them to jealousy through a non-people. I used to tell the, the Palestinian prayer group, be so loving among yourselves and so loving to the Jewish people that they're jealous. What do they got? See how that lovely response of that young Baptist preacher, how it touched the heart of that Israeli newsman? That's the way to preach. You see? Israel is emboldened and says, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah, in another part of the prophecy of Isaiah 65, I was found by those who were not seeking me. I showed myself to those who were not inquiring. Isn't that beautiful? Folks, that's us. Not only because we're all mostly descended from Gentiles, but in our own life. God came and talked to us. God changed us. And if he hasn't, you go right now and knock on his door and say, please change me. He'll change you. You see, it's saying, you see, I was found by those who weren't even looking for me. How many people can tell you that? I tell you the story of a very famous man, Raniero Cantalamesa, very good, devout, holy priest, Capuchin. And he was up in Milano, and there was a big conference going to go on in the Kansas City Chiefs football stadium in 1977 over in Kansas. So a couple of the women got together and paid as he did not want to go to this big charismatic dude over there. He, he was not interested at all. So he sat way up in the back to watch the whole thing, you see. And uh, so he was not inquiring after it at all, you see. So it was nice, you know. And the next day he went to one of the charismatic community. He was going to be honest about it. He was going to visit, you know. Now he's inquiring a little bit. So he went to New Jersey. And they just shot from the hip. They said, you want us to pray with you for the baptism in the Spirit? He said, yeah, why not? You know. So they prayed over him. And uh, the next morning, he's leaving, actually, to fly down to my community. And uh, he's, on the bio, he's on the plane, and he says, you know, as I thought, nothing happened. Then he opens up his breviary to start praying, and the words just jump off the page. They're full of life and light depth and meaning. And he says, something happened. And that's how he first knew it. You see? And so, I was found by those who were not seeking me. Oraniero was seeking. I'm not comparing him, but it's God's initiative. I know how many times at those big rallies we used to have, the guy would go to accompany his wife. He wasn't interested at all those great big football stadium things. So he would go, and have story after story, I'm sitting there with my wife, she's praying away, I'm glad for her, and I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, my whole heart changes. My whole heart changes. And I start praising God, I never did that before in my life. I was found by those who didn't seek me. You see? The Gentiles were not looking for Adonai, but he went and found them first so they could find him. About Israel, he says, 
All day long I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contentious people. Why don't you believe me? I'm your God. Why don't you come to me? I'm your God. You see? Now you notice how he's weaving all this together uh, to make this uh, story. To make this... He sees all of this is there in the in the Tanakh. It's all there in the Bible. The principle that... Uh, these people say they're looking for me, but they're not obeying me. These people aren't even looking for me. I show myself to them and they change. Now, you see how they've changed? You should be jealous and change like them. You see? That's the Lord's plan. It's all a plan of love. And so, that's what he's saying. You see? So that is the message of chapter 10. Uh, all day long I stretched out my hands... That is a text, as I say, from Isaiah 65. And so, you see, this chapter is all about God's initiative. Should that be encouraging? Oh, yes. Go to God and say, please take the initiative. I'm too dumb. I'm too lazy. I'm too attached to my sin. You just come and take the initiative, and I promise you, I'll go along with it. And he'll come. And then you have to do your part. Now that he's been found by you who weren't even looking for him up to then, now find him, live by him, worship him, love him, obey him, and let everybody know how great he is. Amen.